welcome to another episode of the hashtag sitcom life series. Uh, today's episode is going to be mostly horse focused. Um, not like, I'd say most of my, most of my listeners are not horse people, but if you are, awesome. If not, awesome. It doesn't matter to me. But this episode is not related to anything that is happening to me right now. It's not funny stuff. It's just stuff. So, um, without further ado, we'll get into it and start talking. So, I'm headed to Paso Robles right now. I'm caravanning behind my friend. She's hauling her horse and her horse trailer, obviously with her truck, and we're going to our friend's ranch. Um, for all intents and purposes, I will never say my friend's name until she gives me the okay. But she just doesn't like her name on, on social media and stuff like that. Uh, this is included. So I won't say her name, but it's my best friend. <laughs> and so I'm following her. I'm caravanning. I could have been in the truck with her, but that would mean I would not show up to work on Sunday. <laughs> I'm not about to do that. So I'll be heading home tomorrow afternoon, evening. Just depends on what we do. Um... So, otherwise, I would be in the truck with her and possibly recording a podcast. Who knows? She she may just look at me funny. Um, but anyway, it's going to be a nice little getaway uh, for the day, for the weekend-ish. Um, but yeah, so I'm caravanning behind her. And anytime I see a horse trailer on the road, if I'm not in a rush, I always get behind it. Um, because I know they're idiots on the road that drive like they're idiots and they don't pay attention and a lot and I've seen just way too many posts on Facebook and Instagram about horse trailer and livestock trailer car accidents because the person behind them was on their phone. So I like to stay behind any horse trailer, especially my friends, if the vehicle is too full, can't fit everyone. I'll caravan behind them. That way we don't have an idiot driver behind them. I know how long it will take for them to slow down um, their their tra- truck and trailer. And so I can accommodate them and be safe about it. Whereas people, you know, a lot of people tail them. Um, same with 18 wheelers. I don't understand why people just don't give them the space they need because they slow down at a slower rate. Um, so yeah, that's what I'm doing right now. I did have, pro- we're probably about an hour, maybe less than an hour away from Paso Robles, but I did have like three or four people merge in front of me without putting their blinkers on. And so it just, it, it's a huge pet peeve of mine. But overall, you know, just getting on the tail of any truck that looks to be hauling something anything bigger than your typical single vehicle, give them about two and a half to three car spaces, you know, um, that's what I do, but yeah, that, that's just truck trailer courtesy, um, other horse stuff I'm going to talk about today is where I work on the weekends and my riding experience, so we'll start with that, so I've been riding since I was six and a half. That's just about 28 years now. And I've always ridden Western. I've, I have ridden English. I wasn't a fan of it, 
only because I didn't have the things that go over the boots that protect the knees and so my inside of my knees got massively um, bruised and it was it was gnarly um, and that's from the stirrup buckles and yeah it just wasn't fun um, but I have written English and so I started six and a half summer pony camp and ironically where where I teach lessons right now is the people that the people that own the facility they taught me how to ride um, so I learned at six and a half did pony camp during the summer and it evolved into weekend lessons on Saturdays the occasional trail ride and then as I got older I started probably when I was about 13 I became a junior camp counselor for the summer camp and then when I was 16 I became a camp counselor and I leased my first horse um, and what else did I, I don't think I took lessons still I, I was just riding with the owners of the, the summer camp and just kind of riding with my friends that were at the ranch um, and then I got my own horse at 17 and we competed in a whole bunch of different disciplines within the western riding discipline. I got my horse specifically for team roping um, where you rope steers and it doesn't hurt them. They're protected. Um, it looks like they hurt, we hurt them but we don't actually hurt them. <laughs> they have protectors around their horns and stuff like that. So um, I was horrible at roping and then I got better of course after I sold my horse but um, and after I stopped roping but I I wouldn't mind going back to it, but I got him for roping specifically, and that didn't work out, so I started to train him myself for barrel racing, and he, he started to do really well. Um, unfortunately, the last barrel race we ever did, we his back was out, so he could have gotten done so well, but poor guy's back was out, and I thought it was his fault, and yeah, um, I felt bad after I reprimanded him. But yeah, so I trained him for bail racing. We did events called team penning. He was able to jump a little bit here and there. We did a lot of trail riding. Um, I carried flags at rodeos during their grand entry, which is their opening ceremonies. Um, I would help, I helped one of my ex-boyfriends and his family push cows from the hills of San Gregorio um, into their holding pens for their branding and I think it was March or April. That was pretty cool. Um, that was something I would love to do again. It was just something else, something new to experience. My horse kept <laughs> charging the, we call we would call them wild cows. He kept charging them because he thought they were, you know, roping steers and no, they're much more aggressive than your typical roping steer. Um, <laughs> but it was really cool, really fun. It, it was, yeah. Um, I actually, I still have my tack, my saddle, and, and all my gear from my when I had my horse. And there's still mud in his tack from, from that day, which is crazy to me, um, in his bridle. But, uh, yeah. So we did a lot of that stuff. I also did rodeo queening. Basically, every rodeo has a... Miss Rodeo title. Um, 
it's like the beauty queens of the rodeo world, but they're also spokeswomen in the face of that rodeo. So say the Grand National Rodeo in Daly City has Miss Grand National Rodeo. The rodeo in Hayward, Rowell Ranch Rodeo has Miss Rowell Ranch Pro Rodeo. Livermore has Miss Livermore Rodeo and so on. Um, they all have titles and they're all held for one year. Um, with the exception of this year, but I won't get into that. But yeah, so I competed for titles, um, and I also, so I competed for Driscoll Ranch Rodeo Queen and Princess my very first year because I was 17, so that's Princess title. Um, and I competed for Miss Grand National and Miss Rowell Ranch Rodeo, and I did it knowing I wouldn't win. Um, however, the last year I competed for Driscoll, which is the final year they had it, um, I was bummed that I didn't win. I got first runner-up and I won horsemanship. Um, I was bummed I didn't win, but in the end, I was happy I didn't win because um, I know there was a lot of stress and stuff that went along with having that title, um, but it was a great learning experience and it taught me just even by competing. One, I gained a lot of friends. I made a lot of friends. Um, some I still talk to occasionally. Um, but I learned a lot of life skills and I took away a lot of the public speaking aspect of it with me to job interviews, which helped me so much. I suck at public speaking, uh, when I'm in front of people. This is perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> this, this platform is great for me because I like to talk just not too much in front of people or, or if it's a speech I'm, I'm horrible at it or just not horrible I'm, I'm not the greatest um and that's one of the things that you have to do when you do rodeo queen contest they judge you on your horsemanship and how you ride the horse and if your horse isn't trained to do certain maneuvers they want to make sure that you know how to ask for that maneuver from a horse that's not trained to do it and do as best as you can there's sometimes a written test on rodeo, current events, um, random questions, and uh, there's also, you have your personal interview, and that's when they talk with you after you've done your horsemanship um, interview. That is done during your, your pattern, when you run a pattern. Um, they ask you questions in that about horse stuff, like what type of bit do you use and where is this on the saddle and what part of the horse is this and explain this to me and the personal interview they're just trying to gauge what type of personality you have and what you'd add like usually they would ask okay tell me what kind of tree you are and why and you'd have to think of something right on the spot or um one of the grand national rodeo queen questions when i competed was do a 60 second um, advertisement for this rodeo go. And I was like, oh, okay. And I, and I did it. I thought I did it pretty decently. Um, or they'll ask questions about the rodeo that you're wanting to represent. How long has it been in the pro rodeo Cowboys Association? What events do we, do we have? Um, what events are competed here or not competed? what events are being competed for here, etc. Um, you just have to know simple things. Sometimes they're simple things. Um, and you have to be current on your 
current events. You have to watch the news and make sure nothing crazy has happened while you're preparing because you, you need to know the answers for just about everything. So it really is kind of like Miss America, but just with the rodeo and riding a horse aspect to it. That is actually the, if you would, the talent portion of the pageant. Um, so I competed for those rodeos and my horse did awesome and it opened a lot of doors for me and it helped me speak better and more eloquently, I guess. Um, but yeah, and so that kind of, I guess, also helped me to be where I'm at today with my job at, at the vet clinic and also with my Saturday riding lessons. So I, when I had my horse and even after I sold my horse in 2010, um, he, I, you know, I went, I took him to a lot of clinics. I learned from a lot of trainers, but I also went without having a horse to audit some clinics and I learned a lot. Um, and my, my friend who I'm following right now, she goes to a lot of clinics and she learns a lot and she passes that knowledge on to everybody else at the ranch, which is great. It's, you're never done learning when it comes to horses, even if you're a professional trainer, you're still always learning. Um, so she teaches me a lot of things and how to read a horse better and understand horses better and more naturally. Um, less is more kind of deal. And so I, I take that and I take everything I've learned and I bring it to my, my Saturday lessons. And we have two sessions on Saturday. We have a 9am and a 10.30. And I have the kids that are kind of beginner, lower, starting to become kind of intermediate riders. Um, and a lot of the time, you know, like right now, we're still working on how to really control our steering. We're working on focusing on what I'm saying, uh, but keeping our, our eyes forward. So <laughs> a lot of kids, what they tend to do is they, if I'm talking to them, they'll turn their heads and they'll also turn their horse towards me when I want them to walk straight. So a lot of it's focusing um, their paying attention to their horses while paying attention to me, steering, managing space so we're not unsafe. A lot of our horses don't live together, so there's always that there possibility that a horse can bite, kick, charge at another horse. Um, so we try to keep it as safe as possible. Um, yeah, so I teach lessons on Saturdays, and it's with, at the facility where I learned how to ride which is pretty cool. It's a nice little full circle there. Um, my friend, she, she's been sending me links to horses that she thinks would be a good fit for me, but I honestly don't think I'll be getting a horse until early next year. Um, but we'll see. We'll see. It's, there's a lot of stuff factoring into it, not just finances, but there's always finances, but there, there's other things uh, factoring into my decision to have a horse right now. But aside from that, um, yeah, well, we'll see. But I do get to go ride horses tomorrow, which is going to be awesome. Um, yeah, I like getting away, <laughs> which is great, but kind of doing a little retreat to a, a horse ranch is even better, like a working horse ranch. So there's that. 
else to talk about. Um, the traffic was crazy bad, but not really crazy because it was Friday and we left at 3 o'clock. Less than what it could have been. Um, Pre-COVID, it would have taken us a lot longer to get where we're at. Um, and for those of you that don't know California, Paso Robles is Central California. I looked it up when we made a pit stop not too long ago. It's just north of San Luis Obispo. So right now, super pretty sunset happening. It's uh, it's kind of flat, kind of hilly though. So I'm not mad at it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it'll be fun to hang out with our friend and talk horses and just hang out and bend and all that stuff. There's some drama um, right now at the ranch, but that's, and that's one of the reasons why I'm contemplating whether or not to get a horse right now, but I won't go into that. There's just, there's just too much. <laughs> so, um, with that being said, welcome to my podcast, guys. Uh, I will try to make sure that all of this is uploaded by tonight. I just have to edit one, one of the, the first episode, really, um, is what I had to, had to, oh, shoot, um, seeing people are merging and trying to get behind the trailer and we're, we're moving over because it got from one lane to two lane, yeah, people are rude, but, um, yeah, so the first episode was the one that I was having trouble with because I took so many takes. I really don't think I've taken more than two takes on the other episodes, so there really isn't anything that I need to edit on those. It's just the first episode. Everything will be up and running, hopefully tonight. Again, if you're listening to this, obviously it is. It was good. It went through rocking, <laughs> and that's it. That's it for now. Um, until the next